and welcome to the Christchurch Fox Chapel podcast. There's nothing more godly than a couple of old pastors doing chair dancing to the soulful music of Los Yetis. Welcome to the Christchurch Fox Chapel podcast, the fastest growing conservative, Anglican, charismatic, blah, blah, blah podcast in the universe. And Ben's with me today. Hello. And we're in Revelation 3. Will you read it? I would love to read it. To the church in Sardis. And to the angel of the church in Sardis write, The words of him who has the seven spirits of God and the seven stars. I know your works. You have the reputation of being alive, but you are dead. Wake up and strengthen what remains and is about to die, for I have not found your works complete in the sight of my God. Remember then what you received and heard. Keep it and repent. If you will not wake up, I will come like a thief, and you will not know at what hour I will come against you. Yet you still have a few names in Sardis, people who have not soiled their garments, and they will walk with me in white, for they are worthy. The one who conquers will be clothed thus in white garments, and I will never blot his name out of the book of life. I will confess his name before my Father and before his angels." He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. We were just reading this before the podcast together, and I think we were both shocked a little bit. This is a, this is a rough one. It is shocking. It's, uh, it's harsh. This is definitely in the experience of uh, getting a group rollicking. <laughs> which is another form of rollicking you can have. See last week. Uh, it is great when you're not the worst. Yes. Uh, but and this might not be the worst. But, uh, but this is not. Bad. This is not a good one. It's it's pretty rough. Okay. Um, so here we are. We have Sardis, and uh, there's a reputation of being alive. So the reputation is great. Yeah. The problem is that their reputation is not quite the same as the reality. Yeah. It's so interesting to have the reputation of being alive, but Jesus himself, the Lord of life, says you are dead. Yes. And that outer reputation, that perceived uh, life that you have is a lie, and it's nothing. Right, because when we think about dead churches, oh, that's a dead church, we often just think about a church that looks miserable. Okay, it's been shrinking for many years, and the budget's Mm -hmm. been moving inwards, and it's protecting... A couple of precious things for a few long-standing members that that have the money and the church is crumbling and it looks dour and miserable um, but there's this fancy church down the street and it's growing and they have lights and smoke and it's cool and uh, Jesus is saying actually this might look from the outside like a fairly good church but it's not a good church it's a yeah. dead church yeah <clears throat> Well, it just reminds me, too, like human perceptions are not always or regularly the truth. Mm. Like even even when David, uh, when God was choosing David, he said, man looks at the outer uh, self, but the Lord looks at the heart and God sees what is true. God knows what is real. And sometimes our perceptions are just wrong. When you said David, I thought of David Wenham, the scholar. Wow. But you mean King David? I was thinking King David. Yeah, the other uh, David. Yeah, the, uh, the other one. 
<laughs> they, yes. Slightly older, slightly more significant in the history of salvation. Uh, yeah, though David Wenham's been great. He's great. He's done a lot. Yeah, all the Wenhams have. Yeah, they've done very well. <laughs> uh, do read them. I do commend the Wenhams to you. Uh, so they didn't author scripture though, uh, or or be Jesus' granddad. So this is this is a church that it, it looks somewhat okay on the surface. Yeah. Really deep down inside, it's it's dead. Yeah. And then Christ calls them. He says, "Okay, so there's there's some there's some good news buried in here." wake up strengthen what remains is about to die yeah. so there's there's a few there left alive because it's still a church it still has an angel and a star yeah it's still it's still one of the seven churches it's not a former church but it's it's about to go out right yeah and it's deathbed so there's still yeah it's i think deathbed might be a good word in the uh, the commentary i had said it's like a coma like a sleep in a coma very near to death mm. but jesus still says wake up like there's hope for restoration, for repentance, for changing your ways, uh, for turning around and, and, and waking up to mm. life. Um, yes. I, I like that this is a bleak message, but Jesus' call is still to one of, of hope and leaves room for hope. So so we're going to say, really, this is, a, this is about revival. I think that's fair. I think that's what Jesus is calling for, for sure. Um, wake up. You know, wake up, O sleeper, he says in Ephesians. Yeah. Uh, and Christ will shine his light on you. Um, there's a real call for us who are asleep, who are comatose in our Christian walk. And Jesus says, wake up. Um, are you familiar with the, like, I think in the 80s, Christian artist named Keith Green? Well, only because you mentioned him a while ago, and I can't figure out whether I... Do you remember it or not? He's, yeah, I think it was in the 80s. It was like the start of what quote-unquote Christian music became. Like Keith Green was this artist uh, who did a lot of great songs. And he has a song called Asleep in the Light mm. that is really convicting. And every time I listen to it, it's directed at Christians who, are, uh, who know the gospel, who know what their faith is, but don't do anything with it. And they're just asleep while the light of Christ shines around them and uh, not engaging the world with the gospel. Um, it's quite convicting. And I, that image yes. of being asleep in the light, I find really helpful. That's what this church is. Yeah, I think so. Asleep in the light. So it's kind of funny because, you know, it has a good reputation, even though it's in a coma. Yeah. And there are churches where the opposite is the case. Yeah. You know, they have a terrible reputation, but they're doing the right thing. Uh, Possibly the good news in here, or the encouragement, is that the, in the words of Monty Python, they're not dead yet. <laughs> yes. There's this little remnant. Yes. Now we're into huge spiritual uh, motifs, aren't we? Uh, biblical motifs of this remnant, the stump, the shoot, yeah. this revival, the, uh, and an idea that we've explored a little bit in this series, which is inspired by, by Mark Sayers, um, is this idea of, of being pruned or or being in a dark time or being in a night time yeah. and and what follows from the difficult season is renewal mm -hmm. is springtime and this is a great example of that wider point that we've talked about a lot on the staff team the yeah. church is struggling in a pandemic right now limping along doing a bit online and a bit of things here and there and 
what does it look like when we get back together? Yeah. Yeah. And, and in a lot of ways, I felt like we're so limited what we can do right now as a church. It doesn't mm. feel like we can be really be the church together. Yeah. Because we can't really fully be together. Uh, I was convicted in one of our conversations, I think last week, that, and we've been listening to Mark Sayers talk and uh, influenced by him, and uh, but God wants to do something in this kind of in-between time. Like this is not dead space. It's not just for us to be asleep or, or to, be, uh, to be slacking, but God wants to use this time to prepare us for that renewal that can come out of crisis mm. and, you know, a pandemic even. God can bring renewal out of this, and he's using this time, this in-between time, to prepare us for that. Yeah, and I think that's right. I think that's what we're seeing. And just talking, this theme that we've reflected back to the congregation now, uh, members of the church are reflecting back to us. There are several people here in our midst who are thriving in the pandemic or, or putting down deep roots and are ready to blossom soon. And that's exciting Yeah, to see that up front. There's a call now uh, to remember then what you received. Yeah, I, verse three. I like that Jesus doesn't give them anything new for this. Yeah. Like there's this call to wake up and repent, yeah. but there's nothing new here. He just says, remember what you've received and heard. Like there's no magic bullet that if I only get this one new thing or mm. try a new approach to church or... Yeah. A new approach to uh, my faith or spirituality, um, that's what's going to do it to me and wake me up. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, maybe there's some room for creativity in how we uh, go about our relationship with God and, and trying different things. But really, Jesus just says, remember what you've already got and right. go back to that. Yeah. Trust in that and lean into that rather than you know, going off and exploring new new things. I have a quote in my office from Bishop J.C. Ryle that says, remember the old ways, do not forget the old paths. And uh, he's talking there about preaching the word. Isn't he quoting scripture too with that? Yeah, probably. He did yeah. that a lot. Yeah. Um, he then goes on to have quite a rant of a particular nature. I don't think it's from scripture. It's uh, part of a broader theme of his that we won't get into yeah not uh, this another podcast another podcast but yeah you're right uh i will uh, come like a thief and only jesus could say this about himself only the sovereign lord of the universe could compare himself <laughs> to a chummy as yeah. we would say a chummy chummy a thief is a chummy yeah interesting yeah huh uh <laughs> i was reading just in my study bible that apparently sardis at at as a city, multiple times in their history had been sacked and attacked mm. and been caught unaware. You know, the watchmen not preparing the city properly. Mm. and Because they were asleep. Because they were asleep. And so this idea of being asleep and being un caught unaware, like the one parable that Jesus, a um, couple parables, I think, that he says in the Gospels about uh, being asleep and being caught unaware and coming like a thief in the night. Um, he's clearly echoing that here. And the people of Sardis would have been very aware of those consequences. Yes. Yes, they would. They would know that. And 
Do you ever see that in old books, caught unawares, with a plural? He was caught, caught unawares. unawares. Yeah, that's old-timey English. Uh, that's weird. Is that how you guys talk all the time? Regularly, yeah. yeah. Ye oldie. You see that? That's ye more of an Americanism, ye actually. English. Ye oldie candy shoppy or something. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Caught unawares. Yeah. You, get a, you get a piece of paper and burn the edges and throw a tea bag on it, and it looks like an old document. <laughs> yeah. 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 We just, um, those are just restaurants for tourists. <laughs> so you have a few names in Sardis. That's helpful. Names, I think. Yeah. What an interesting way to say that. Yeah, it is. Like, rather than saying there are a few people in Sardis, Jesus has names. Has their name. He's got them, like, written down on a list. Like, he knows their names. He knows who they are. Do you know about names at Lloyd's? Names you know, at Lloyd's? So Lloyd's You're is... throwing so many obscure English references at me in this podcast. What? Sorry, I, 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 I got out of my annual trip home, I guess. Uh, Lloyd's, Lloyd's is, a, is an underwriting um, centre in, in London. And uh, back in the 80s and, and long before, you could be a name at Lloyd's. And it gave you a share of the profits of the insurances that were written there. But you were technically on the hook personally if there was a big loss. Mm. And it was just no one had ever made a loss for years as a name. Mm. And then there was this series of catastrophes and hurricanes and things and all these rich people got wiped out. Uh, but to be a name at Lloyd's, to be named, mm. uh, meant that you were, you were actually underwriting the risk. Yeah, you were known in the market um, and you were kind of on the hook. Yeah, you got skin in the game. Skin in the game. And these names, they've got skin in the game. They're known and by they're, Christ. And they're the ones that he's going to work through they're actually, to bring yeah. revival and renewal. Yeah, they're involved. Yeah. Uh, an unlimited liability. Yeah. <laughs> because they have not soiled their garments. They've not abandoned the faith. Um, yeah. They've been faithful. And because of that faithfulness... Mm. Uh, they're going to walk with him in white, for they are worthy. I'll never blot his name out of the book of life. There's that name again. That just yeah. comes back up in verse 5. Yeah. Uh, being named in the book of life. No. Like a phone book or something. Just a list yeah. of names. Yeah. And they, they have meaning. Yeah. And they're known and they're personal. And then I will confess his name before my father, before his angels. Do you almost imagine the father saying, well, who's this then? And Jesus yeah. saying, oh, well, that, that's Ben. Yeah. He's all right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, and because we we bear the name of Christ now as well. As well as our individual selves that, that Jesus knows. He knows my name is Ben. He knows you're Alex. Uh, he knows that Jim is Jim. Uh, the listener. The listener. And, but we also bear the name of Christ. Yeah. That cleanses us from all of our sins and that washes us clean, that gives us those white robes so actually there's this dual identity yeah there's who you are and there's who you are in christ mm. the lord sees you as christ mm -hmm. this is this is an amazing thing a, a feeble church superficial definitely superficial sleepy and and there's a remnant in the middle and the remnant is is the uh I wish there was a letter R. The remnant is the something of revival. The, um, I don't know what it is. 
Reviving the revival? Oh, I know. The revival? No. Bear with us, the listener, while we come up with something <laughs> alliterative. In a sermon, we would have worked on this for longer. Yeah. But the, 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 the remnant is... is the, the catalyst for revival. It's not an R, but... The, the rattalist? Rattalist? Doesn't work. No. No. But it's going to be the thing that starts the revival. Yeah. Right now, the listener's screaming, Say! Uh, and he knows the word. Sorry, so frustrating. Jim. Should be here. Also, and, we need Ben Hughes here. Ben Hughes is preaching this. So he would know. Yeah, he would know. Yeah. I hope. I would hope so. It's I expect to hear that. On, in, the listener will have heard this. Already. In this excellent sermon Old that Ben news, has preached. The yeah. listener will say. We have not yet heard it. And Ben is not here. I just think the idea for us as a church, that we can be the, the catalyst and the kind of mm. starting group of a revival in Fox Chapel is so great to hear. Yeah. I want our church to revive Fox Chapel, mm. renew Fox Chapel. I want Fox Chapel to wake up. And, and I fear that it's asleep. Yeah. Or dead. Are we asleep? I hope not. Or comatose? I hope not. Yeah, because I think we've got to start revival here first. Right, the personal revival precedes yeah. corporate revival. Yeah, and I think for those who are being faithful, who are walking in white with the Lord, um, you know, we've got to be, we've got to have our eye around, on the church around us, on the community mm. around us, and be praying constantly mm. and asking the Lord of the harvest to bring revival yeah. uh, in this place. And it's not going to come if, if we're not praying, I don't think. Well, I think right. knowing that you're dying helps. Yeah. Uh, so, so I went to the doctors this week for my well check. And in every way except for one, I'm in great shape. Um, and the one that's bad is that I'm internally fat. And I have really high cholesterol. And it's been going up for a couple of years. And now it's really high. And, and I was quite shocked to hear from the doctor this morning how bad it was. Mm. Um, I thought crumbs. I I feel like I'm wearing a one of those suicide bomb vests right now. This is terrible news. And and I thought, well, I have been complacent. I could pray more. And and I've just assumed, oh well, you know, people die at eighty, yeah. and that's not going to happen now. But yeah, I mean, I I actually need to be aware of my own mortality. Being told that um, my arteries were on a deathbed was really, really helpful, particularly in light of, you know, Robert having that heart attack a couple of years ago. These are he healthy young men seem to be getting sick. It focuses my mind. Yeah. What do I want to achieve? What do I want to point to? What do I want to be about? Am I genuine? It raised a lot of questions. Those questions ought to have been there already. Yeah. They really ought to have been there already. So the, the crisis revealed to you something that God wanted you to be aware of. Yeah, maybe, maybe I wasn't asleep. My leg was asleep. Yeah. 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 A cat definitely a catalyst for change. Um, and, you know, I don't feel bad about just sharing that news because there's only one listener anyway. <laughs> but uh, I, it, it was actually quite a shock for me. Yeah. Because we feel immune, don't yeah. we? We feel invincible. We feel young and 
like, oh, that will happen to someone else. Right? Yeah. And, you know, that's, I, I, that's, that's what Jesus is saying to this entire church. You guys, your lipid battery is in and um, your HDL and LDL figures are terrible. Yeah. And maybe they're, they have this reputation of being alive, but they're dead. Maybe it's, there's a temptation to kind of rest on your reputation mm -hmm. or like people around me see that I'm a good person. I'm good enough. That's enough for me. Right. Um, and Jesus is saying, no, actually that's not enough because the reality is you're dead. You're near death. You're in a coma. You're asleep. Wake up. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, and that's the call to Sardis. It's a call to me. It's a call to our whole church, and and I, we see that corporate revival follows personal revival. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I thought I was doing quite well in the pandemic, and suddenly this idea that that I, that that the Lord might have more has has come into view. Yeah. Oof. Well, at times like this, um, you know, some men fall to prayer uh, and, and others uh, run around like headless chickens in fear. But the stalwarts of the church listen to the plaintive tones of lost yetis <laughs> and praise the Lord for the beauty of that music. Praise him. Praise him. Oh, there we go. They're feeling crazy and they're lifting their arms. Please translation. Thank you for joining us. This has been a podcast of Christchurch Fox Chapel, and we'll see you next week. God bless. <laughs>